0: It is about awareness. And I think that's what we're talking about, right? It's about being aware of things and our impact on others.
1: Welcome to the Doing Good Business Podcast, designed to bring out the best in you and your organization. I'm Laura Heacock, a leadership coach on a mission to create a culture where business is the true balance of head and heart. I work with leaders and companies on how to leverage my brand of kindness to gain powerful results.
0: And I'm Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business, helping you shift conversations to identify what works and find ways to build on that success with people, planet, and profit in mind.
1: The Doing Good Business Podcast is the place to learn about transformational leadership qualities and purpose-driven business practices that are essential to success in today's modern market. You can make the world a better place through business, and the business case for that starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Doing Good Business. Kelly and I are excited to be here. We hope you uh, loved Tony Woods' episode. (laughs) because it is the day of love, whatever kind of love you're celebrating. We want to send you some love out today. Um, If you've been paying attention, Kelly, what would people maybe have seen if they've been paying attention to our online presence?
0: Well, people might have noticed that the Doing Good Business podcast has a brand new look and we're so excited about it. We love it, love it, love it. We love it. And um, massive amounts of love to the uh, individual who helped us get that all together. It was one of the most um, pleasant experiences I've had Mm -hmm. (laughs) where that is concerned. And we're super excited about our new look. I think it's really reflective of the energy that we're bringing to season four mm-hmm. and, um, all of the good things that we have in store.
1: Yeah. So if you haven't looked at it yet, check out our website, check out the, uh, cover art in your podcast feed. We'd love to hear what you think you can uh, shoot us a note through the website, doing goodbusiness.com, or you can leave us some feedback on LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter, but we'd love to know because we are super, super loving it. Thank you to, uh, Luis Torres for his amazing work and his amazing just ability to work together. It was great. So speaking of working together, yes. (laughs) Kelly showed me an amazing letter from Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock. Am I getting that right? You
0: are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And this Mm -hmm. is not something that has, that I have read before. And there's a couple of things that really stuck out to me. And we'll obviously link to this in the show notes, but Kelly reads this letter every year. And some people keep up with the Kardashians. I keep up with with Larry Pink. (laughs) Exactly. What jumped out at me was when he starts talking about the new world of work and the fact that workers are demanding more from employers. And that's an essential feature of capitalism. Now, I have... A a tumultuous relationship with capitalism, let's just say that. And we're going to talk to some interesting people this season (laughs) that are doing things very differently and that are looking at business differently. We're going to talk to someone who um, is starting a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. And the first time um, I heard of that, I had to Google what it meant because I was thinking, you know, the Buddhist DAOism and things like that. Right. right. Um, This is a business term, but it's this letter really exemplifies everything that Kelly, you and I have talked about for three and a half years, everything Mm -hmm. that we've all seen through the pandemic, whether you want to call it the great resignation, the great reset, whatever terminology you want to give to it. But it's, you said it really well, a few minutes ago, Kelly, before we recorded,
0: it's a return to being good humans. Mm -hmm. Right. Fundamentals, right. It's not, as I say about many things, it's not overly complicated, right? Right. It's just, gotten lost Mm -hmm. in the confusion and the noise and, uh, the events. And I'm very excited to think about a return to the fundamentals. You know, I, um, you know someone in my network who's who said and and I think we've talked about this before there was a time in business when layoffs were considered bad management mm. and um, a lot of what we do now I think has changed and and he actually said it to me as it was very difficult to make these decisions because you were going to Um, the grocery store or church, Mm -hmm. or your kids were in school together. Mm -hmm. So people thought of things more as a family. And it wasn't just the employee or just the customer, right? You know, the printer was the local printer down the street, right? So the decisions I think were made with more... substance <laughs> love yeah right? because there, right there's all types of love we know that and mm-hmm. and the, a love of your community and mm-hmm. you know a love of prospering and we talk about that too right the, I think his letter you know my personal friend Larry mm-hmm. I think his letter is is about really there is love in the letter mm-hmm.
1: there um, is and one of the things that they talk about you know just to say a study, you know, the companies that are, you know, let's just say loving their employees. And we've talked about this before, and we hope to focus a little bit more on, on love with some other guests this season Mm -hmm. coming up. But, you know, research shows that companies who forge strong bonds with their employees have seen lower levels of turnover and higher returns through the pandemic, like simple, but not easy, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a concerted effort to, if you're not focusing on your employees to shift into that, but it's simple humanity,
0: Um, Right. You know, that's where I look at it. And it's about, you know, in in his letter where he's he's, you know, in this financial space, he's talking about prospering. Right. Mm -hmm. We talk about it as thriving. Mm -hmm. It's just very similar, you know. Mm -hmm. So you can survive or you can thrive. Yeah. Right. You can run a business that that isn't very profitable. And there's a lot of angst that goes with that, mm-hmm. or you can prosper. Yeah. And so I think that these are really some beautiful things. And maybe what we should do is just, again, uh, let's reframe this. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I think, I, I think our first episode or second talked about this going way back when. Mm-hmm. So you've got shareholder capitalism, mm-hmm. which is what it's always been up to this point. This quote was popularized by Milton Friedman, not the concept of shareholder capitalism, but that was that the only role of the corporation was to ensure a profitable return to its shareholders, people who held a share of stock. What most people don't know is unless you read the letter that he wrote for the New York Times in 1970, there was a comma and it said assuming that is and i'm kind of paraphrasing that the companies follow the rules of the game which is to engage in honest and fair competition mm. which of course we have not always seen mm. so that was the beginning of the breakdown for me there was a mm. comma and no one really listened to it i know not not no one but you know we could see make That's the argument that know. many companies really you're right you never hear that part of it yeah so um you know you've got this shareholder Uh, capitalism. And the idea then was that everyone who worked for the company, and the people, you know, the, the organizations, their suppliers, their partners, everyone would be making enough money that the individual would have enough discretionary income then to donate to the nonprofits of their choice to support the causes that they wanted. Well, you know, We know we've had Annie Lynn on on the the podcast, Mm -hmm. and we know that the average American family can't withstand an unexpected $400 expense. So that's not really working, (laughs) not working as well as it could. Um, And so stakeholder capitalism then says there are many people essential to your organization's success. That might sound familiar to our regular listeners, because I use that phrase a lot. There are many people essential to your organization's success. And they all have a a stake in your success. That's where it comes from. Mm -hmm. The supplier relies on you. The customer relies on you. Your employee relies on you. All of your accountant, your insurance company, right? they all rely on your success. They have a vested interest in that and what this is saying is now it's time to reframe the business leaders thinking to say we need to be creating value for all of them and that goes back to another pet peeve of mine which is you know when people say to me like oh who's your target audience er, er, the people i can create the most value for are and just that you know a reframing of that in the way that we say it starts to set the stage For the new initiatives, the new opportunities when you start to think of it in that way. I'm kind
1: of going back to Larry, your friend, Larry Fink. Yes. And and I'm thinking about my friend, Dan Price. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Gravity paving. Yes. Uh Exactly. Like we're definitely friends because I follow him (laughs) on Instagram, like half the world does. Um, and I, you know, I've heard there's some questionable things because humans are multifaceted, but for the benefit that I have seen and the model. That his company has set forth, and the research that Larry is supporting in his article like the companies that are doing things this way are not having the problems. And, Mm -hmm. you know, stakeholder versus shareholder, right? So, Mm -hmm. stakeholder is maybe like, you know, what the companies that say our only responsibility is to make money for our board or for our investors or something like that, that Mm -hmm. they obviously miss the comma in the article that you're referring to. But really, if you're not thinking about the person, at the front desk that answers your phones and greets mm-hmm. people as they come in as a, now I'm going to say as a stakeholder, as a stakeholder, stakeholder. Mm-hmm. as a stakeholder in your company, if you're not thinking of the person who, you know, maintains your building and takes care of it after hours mm-hmm. as a stakeholder, you know, like there's going to be problems and you're be. not going to reap, well, let me, I'm going to rephrase, I'm going to take <laughs> a few from Kelly you are going to see a different impact if you treat those people differently if you show a little bit of love if you right. show them that you value them if you make it a you know healthy positive place for them to work you're mm-hmm. going to see a different result and i'm talking about you know the bottom line the mm-hmm. turnover the profits all of those things you're going to see a different result if you are treating those stakeholders in the same regard that you would treat you
0: know your top
1: stockholder Mm -hmm. in the organization.
0: Absolutely. And I want to make it clear to everyone, we are not excluding shareholders when Mm -hmm. we say stakeholders, Mm -hmm. because they're part of the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely admire people who will take their hard-earned money and make an investment in a company. Mm -hmm. Now, in the corporation, we know that's a lot of us. If you're invested in the market or if you have a mutual fund, you have stake in a lot of these companies, right? right? Well, you have a share in a lot Mm -hmm. of these companies, right? You are a shareholder. And I'm also thinking, though, about the companies, the smaller mid-sized companies, those that aren't publicly traded, that there are people who have made a personal investment in that mm-hmm. so that that's a a value there's a financial value to that there's actually a big vote of confidence in that too mm-hmm. that should also be rewarded so we're not excluding shareholders right. from stakeholder capitalism and i think that also gets lost in the in the din of you know mm-hmm. Of the debate. Well,
1: but I, yeah. And I just think of like small companies, you know, the companies that are like half a dozen or a dozen people. Everybody there mm-hmm. is a stakeholder. Mm-hmm. Every single person. I mean, Kelly, you and I both work for small companies and you're doing mm-hmm. everything. You, you, are. Know, you might have a job title, but you're doing everything. You're doing customer service. You're doing, you know, sales. Mm-hmm. You're doing like, you do it all and everybody is a stakeholder. And what yeah. are you doing for those people? And I see it. You know, I'm lucky to see it in organizations that are creating that sense of belonging, making people feel loved, making them feel valued and what it does to their bottom line, what it does to their growth, what it does to their customer retention. Mm -hmm. You know, we stick with you because.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know somebody that was just going through a mortgage refinance and it was, you know, the person at the mortgage company, was like, no, we're not always the lowest price, but I am your single point of contact and you get to call me. And it's, you know, there's something, there's some alliance to that organization that this person feels. Right. That right. allows her to provide that kind of service that is making this person a customer.
0: And you just reminded me too, we have a, a kind of, I, I believe my opinion only, a personal responsibility mm-hmm. to point out when things are going well. Yeah. Right. The Google reviews, you know, a lot of them are, are a little bit more, um, critical. Mm, that's a right? nice way and of saying it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And there, there's definitely, there are times when organizations don't meet expectations or worse, right? Like mm-hmm. seriously don't meet expectations. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And I think too, we, we just haven't been, um, in the habit of pointing out when things are working really well Mm -hmm. years ago, my mother worked for a furniture company and she worked at customer service and it was a tough job and she would come home. And one day she was just like, I'm like, mom, I said, stop. I said, this is your job. No one is going to call you and say it went great. Mm -hmm. They delivered it on time. Love the guys. They took extra special care, love the furniture. Nothing got scratched. Thanks so much for making that all possible. And she just kind of looked at me and I said, Well, the truth of the matter is, you do that 90% of the time, but Mm -hmm. no one's calling you and telling you that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, social media, all the online um, platforms that we have, we have an opportunity to really celebrate when we see things are going well. Mm -hmm. And that's valuable feed forward, which is something we've discussed on this podcast before, Mm -hmm. not just feedback from critical, like this is what you've done wrong. You were mentioning that before we Mm -hmm. got before we started recording, not just like the, uh, here's where you screwed up, but the, wow, this is what was really important to me about that, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's price, but sometimes it's service, just Mm -hmm. as you mentioned in the mortgage example. Sometimes it's just the quality of the product or the beauty of the product Mm -hmm. or the service, right? You were just there for me when no one else was, Mm -hmm. right? Those are really good things for people in organizations to know. Mm Why? Why? so they can do more of it. That is the value that they're bringing to organizations, uh, uh, to their stakeholders.
1: Yeah. And feedback gets a bad rap for exactly that reason, because feedback has always historically been couched as the like, oh, now I'm going to find out all the terrible things about me. Right. And feedback really went done well. And now I'm seeing the business world catching up to what all of the psychological research says is that our brains actually don't, respond as well to negative feedback as they do to positive feedback. So finally, we're starting to learn what does it mean to be strength-based? How do we organize our teams and our companies so that people get to play to their strengths and recognize that you you can't make someone do something that is just naturally not A thing that they're good at, right? Like, you would not be able to make me a bookkeeper, no matter how hard you try. I have people that have tried, there have been years involved. Like, (laughs) it just is not a thing. And I have somebody who's wonderful, and I'm very happy to pay for that excellence because it is not mine. But feedback needs to be positive so that people feel Mm -hmm. valued, so that people work for the organization. And, you know, again, like, profits Mm -hmm. are great. And let's bring some of the humanity back. And something that you had said, Kelly um, made me think like, what if everybody listening right now gives positive feedback at some point in the next week, like right, find a shot, find something good, write a five-star Google review, make a phone call to somebody. Mm-hmm. If you're a leader, you know, give positive, challenge yourself to notice Specific. it. Specific. Yeah. Specific positive feedback Mm -hmm. to every person on your team or to one of your clients or to somebody that you're talking to at CVS or, you know, any place you are out in the world, you know, Mm -hmm. if you notice a manager in, you know, a public setting, compliment the person that was giving you excellent service. Um, But like, what a way to use business to make the world better Mm -hmm. is by giving some positive business feedback. So that's going to Absolutely. be my challenge for the next week. Listen, I love that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I do. I love that. And I, you know, it's funny in the article in his letter, my, my good friend Larry, Your friend Larry. Mm-hmm. is talking about uh, how stakeholder capitalism is not about being woke, right? It's not about right. politics or an agenda. It's about a fiduciary responsibility to the long-term growth mm-hmm. and prosperity of investors. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would say to him, should he be here, first of all, thank you very much for your valuable contribution that you're <laughs> making to stakeholder capitalism. And also, um, I would add, though, it is about awareness. And I think that's what we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? It's about being aware of things and our impact on others, mm-hmm. which is what I think very much separates it from a very older school or industrial only mm-hmm. focused hierarchy right where we just didn't take those things into consideration Mm -hmm. and so now i think the more aware we are of other people i mean right how many times do we just kind of forget that person behind the counter we just kind of take them for granted right Mm -hmm. and so the more we can be aware of those things thank you for your assistance i really appreciate it yeah Mm -hmm they're there. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're there at 10 o'clock at night when you're running in for that last minute thing you need. Right. Mm -hmm. So yes, they're getting paid for it, but they're, they're another person just like you. And so, and honestly, every, like, look,
1: we let's, we know the headlines, right. We know how hard it is to hire and it doesn't matter what or who you're hiring for. Like it literally Mm -hmm. doesn't matter from executive level, you know, and every direction in over above and around it. Right. Like whether it's, a white collar individual contributor. Whether you know every, um, you know maintenance facility you drive past is like mm-hmm. hiring and bonuses to Wawa to gas station. You know everything. Right. Um, how about a little grace for those yeah. folks? Like how about a little positive feedback for Absolutely. the folks that are there and that are stressed out? And maybe even when someone's having a bad day,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: positive feedback is more valuable. Or just a conversation. And this mm-hmm. is totally like veering into a different direction. But I just think that. You know, you'd mentioned personal responsibility earlier. And I, part of the reason I get out of bed is because I truly believe and have seen that when we take personal responsibility, then we can change systems Absolutely. and then we can change organizations. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a person, whether I'm shopping in a CVS or working for a company, or if I'm running a company or if I'm running a team, if I take responsibility for myself and how I show up, and maybe I bring a little bit more love into the world. Exactly. Um, I'm thinking about our episode um, from last season that I will link to in the show notes about love and business. When we were talking about um, self-management um, Yes, and we talked a lot about love in that episode, why not? Why right. not bring more of that in and why not change the system? Right.
0: And I think this is part of the reason why we do this. This is, you know, this podcast is a passion project for us. And I know we were on hiatus for a while and, when I did actually leave my house um, and was riding around and seeing those big signs, you know, now hiring, you know, and they were publishing starting salaries and you can just sense this change. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was heartfelt like, Oh, I wish they had been listening to the podcast. Maybe they could have picked up some ideas on how to do things. And I know, you know, Laura, you work with, with business leaders and you coach them to how to make these changes. Right. And, and I work with them on the strategic side. And I think what unites us is, and I will quote Laura Heacock, it's progress, not perfection. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's about taking next steps. Mm-hmm. And the more natural those next steps feel, mm-hmm. the more effective they're going to be, the more sustainable they're going to be. And I think that's part of the reason why this podcast exists, to help people to inspire new ways of thinking and feeling and doing so that. You prosper, and prosper
1: in the new world of work. Mm -hmm. And every step you take changes your view. Mm -hmm. So take one step towards this new world of work. Take one step towards you know bringing more love into your organization, Mm -hmm. to bringing more love into a business somehow through a review, through a compliment, through something, you know, through taking some personal responsibility, and -hmm. then see what the
0: view is like from that place. Hey, before we go, one other stakeholder. Yeah, we've uh, didn't really mention. Here is the planet. The yes, planet thank on you. which We all live and thank operate. You.
1: God bless right? this poor little planet, what we've yeah. done to it. Right. Exactly.
0: And I think that there's um, a lot of business opportunity in there. There will be more. Mm-hmm. And I want to reiterate something that, uh, again, was in Larry Fink's letter to the CEOs, but also we've heard it before from John Elkington. I'm going to completely paraphrase leaving behind large groups of people or industries is not a complete solution. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're talking about. Let's loop right back to natural next steps, right? We're not mm-hmm. talking about huge leaps and bounds, although sometimes those innovative things are done. They're at a larger scale, but we're not we're not suggesting that anyone would be left behind, right? Mm-hmm. This is There's room for everyone here on the team. Mm-hmm. And it's about bringing all people forward. And I just think about uh, some of the great guests that we've had who are doing wonderful things, mm-hmm. Colin McIntosh with his mm-hmm. sheets and giggles, Mary Alice Duff of Alice Alexander, Colleen Falicki, Back to Earth Compost Crew. I mean, these are people who are leading the way in the, in what they're doing in very natural next steps, it's possible. And this is what we talk about, right? Doing good business is possible, profitable, and packed with opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I welcome and invite everyone who's listening to think about how they might move forward in this new world of work, in this new environment, however they want to think about it, what might be possible for them. um, Because oh it's it's an episode of quotes i'm going to quote dr <laughs> kristen donnelly who was also Ooh, one yeah. of our guests she talked about open hiring policies she does she's does a lot of work and research work and her family owns a company that has an open hiring policy of which she's the coo and she said to me once you know once you make the decision to do something you can do anything you just yeah. have to put a plan around it mm-hmm. so i love that so much i love that and um and that's true And you can do it in a thoughtful way, Mm -hmm. in a um, compassionate way, confident way, just do it.
1: Yeah. I'm still playing around with what my word for the year is going to be. And I'm circling around a few and one that keeps coming up is intentional. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's just be intentional, you know, be intentional about how you're showing up as an individual, be intentional about the decisions that you're making. Like what is it that you want to do and how do you put an intentional plan around it, you know, whether you want yeah. to grow your business or step away from your business or backfill the people that have left, you know, just right. be intentional and put a plan around it. How are you thinking about the planet? How are you thinking about the humans that are creating the profits in your business every day?
0: Well, so not That's surprisingly, my word is focus. There you go. So I'm very closely aligned to that because you know, we all know, right, where we put our focus is is what expands what we end up doing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. I'm with you, my friend. And I hope all of our listeners are inspired, showing some love, feeling some love Mm -hmm. from the people who are essential to their success. And um, that's what I wish for everybody. Yeah. Big
1: love on love day. Everyone go put some love out in the world, share some business, love, bring love into your business. We will, all the great episodes that we mentioned are going to be linked in the show notes for this one. And uh, we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks take care. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of doing good business. We hope you'll tune in regularly, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And most importantly, tell a friend or a few. It's how we can build the critical mass to make the world a better place through business. The Doing Good Business podcast is brought to you by Laura Heacock of Laura Heacock Consulting and Kelly Stewart of The Positive Business. Learn how you can work with us at doinggoodbusiness.com slash the hosts. Let us know what you like about the podcast and what else you'd like to hear about through our online form on the contact page of doinggoodbusiness.com. We'll see you next time.